Welcome, traders and friends. I'm Elisa Levinson, and this is Are You Green? A review of the New York Stock Exchange with top news, top movers, and insights into my personal swing trading. Today is January 26th, and we've got a packed episode, but it's a good one. It's actually a very special day since it's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, dad. I wish I could be there with you celebrating, but I'm glad that I'm keeping you and others safe by staying put. Since this podcast is about trading, I just had to talk about your enthusiasm for the stock market. I remember when you bought my brother and I's stock under our names and how you would involve us when you received the reports in the mail. We would open them together and of course there was so much that I didn't understand, but your attitude laid the foundation that I really had to grow on as an adult. It was an attitude of opportunity for investors, no matter how much you have to invest, and the excitement of the markets. I was very lucky to have you, Dad, and for all of the parents listening out there, it is never too early to talk to your kids about investing. Show them the stock you're holding or even encourage them to buy a share and invest in their allowance money or allow them to earn that money from you around the house and then you guys can invest it together. Will they understand everything? No, but none of us do. True investors and traders are always learning and lesson one can start at any age. I also try to keep the podcast as child-friendly as possible, so feel free to let them listen along. So let's look at the market overview today. The S&P 500 previous close was 384.39 and it's now around 383.79, so slightly red. The XLK previous close was 133.94 and it closed today at 134.03, so it's slightly green. The stocks overall closed near session lows today. The NASDAQ snapped its five-day winning streak and the Dow closed lower for the fourth straight day. And now the question everybody wants to know, are you green in my personal accounts? No, I'm not, but sometimes that's just a part of the swing game. I'm really happy with what I'm holding and I'm not concerned. These small pullbacks are natural for the market. Coming up, we have a look at the overview of what's happening on Capitol Hill, including a new executive order and how racial inequality is bad for our economy and capitalism. Then I'll cover some highlights from the director of International Monetary Fund, since you all know I'm an economist nerd. And then we'll look at earnings. This is actually why I was late to record today. I just could not miss the exciting after hour earnings today. So I'll update you on my personal trading as well with two sells, an ad, and one new swing trade. So stay tuned. Welcome back. There was a lot of news from Capitol Hill today, so I'm just gonna touch on the highlights. The U.S. Senate is moving forward with the formal impeachment of former President Donald Trump. The trial, though, will not begin until February 9th, and that's because they are hoping to complete some business to assist with President Biden's administration, like swearing in and approving his cabinet. This will also give the former president time to build a new legal team. 
And today was another exciting day for executive orders. President Biden signed four of them to tackle large issues of racial inequality. He was very frank that we have had a problem in our country long before the last administration. This is not going to be fixed overnight. However, he believes that these orders are going to be a good start. I really want to focus on one of the orders dealing with the private prisons, since this is an issue that has a direct impact to our economy across the United States. The order that he signed today is to phase out federal use of private prisons. It is counterintuitive to have a reform system that does not reform. These companies have an incentive to keep the prisons full, and it's actually to the detriment of our entire society since most incarcerated people are people of color and a corporation is making money from basically holding them. So it is modern day slavery. It also dries up communities. So for example, if somebody commits a very small crime, they're not sure when they will be able to come back to their community, come back to their family, and they don't have a system right now that will help them move on. And when these communities lose their members to incarceration, it does lower the economic ability of that community. And it's not so simple to just get rid of the prison system. I do understand that when people break the law, there needs to be consequences. It's that this system should be reforming individuals who have committed crimes to understand what they did and to understand that they made wrong choices. But these systems should be teaching them how to make right choices and how they can leave after they serve their time to not just come back to society as a reformed person, but to then be able to actually contribute to our economy. So these private corporations have lobbied that their existence is very capitalist and to ban this would be a socialist action. But the truth of it is, is that capitalism at its core relies on a free market and a free market only gets better with liberty and justice for all. So, and going back to my nerdy side, no pure free market economies actually exist because all markets are in some way constrained by regulations, currencies, etc. And that's a good thing. But instead, markets are measured with the degree of freedom in those markets. Most successful free markets tend to coincide with countries that value private property, capitalism, and individual rights. Additionally, free markets are likely to grow and thrive in a system where property rights are well protected and capitalists have an incentive to pursue profits. So to kind of bring this all around, capitalism and free markets also benefit when the entire population participates. And the more participation, the more growth we have available to us. I mean, think of it, right? If people are not in prison, if they are out working, then they have money to spend and boost our economies. Or maybe they are out running their own businesses, fueling our economy. So the more we restrict individual rights, the more we are restricting our economy. And by privatizing prisons, our reform system is not actually reforming. So by having the federal government take over prisons, unlike the private companies, government prisons have an incentive to reform because it's very expensive to keep people in prison. 
that for private prisons was a benefit and they wanted to just keep on making that money and taking it from the government as opposed to the government running these facilities where they will have more incentive to actually reform the population there, help people and contribute positively to our society. Speaking of equality, today was also a huge day as Janet Yellen was officially sworn in as the first female Treasury Secretary in United States history. It's crazy that it only took us over 200 years to get in a secretary position. Haha, <laughs> get it. But anyways, this is huge. To explain the importance, this position is the fifth in line of the succession to the United States presidency. And from one brilliant female economist to another, I heard an interview today with the International Monetary Fund Managing Director, Kristalina Georgieva. It was nice to get an update today on the international market. She was very honest that we have a heavy cloud of uncertainty on the horizon, especially as other parts of the world are still fighting COVID variants. But she was optimistic, explaining that the response from this pandemic has been amazing compared to the housing and financial crash in 2008. She says that we've seen 14 trillion in fiscal measures around the world, and everyone is doing the right thing to get on the other side of this crisis. She was also realistic in saying that we have not yet come on the other side. And she also thinks we need to be mindful and not take financial stability for granted. She was saying to look for weak spots in the banking system and be watchful of the economy, which is what we do on this podcast. So thank you for managing the International Monetary Fund, Kristalina. And the last thing to report on was a couple of earnings. I had to wait until the close of market to hear what happened with Microsoft and Starbucks. These are two tickers that I swing trade often, and I always feel like there is good opportunities that pop up around earnings for these two. So first of all, Microsoft beat their earnings. They beat their revenue estimates. It was estimated to be $40 billion and instead came out $43.1 billion. So really nice revenue reporting for Microsoft. They also reported that their quarterly Xbox content and services revenue increased by 40%. Then we received the news from Starbucks that they had a slight beat on their earnings, but a miss on the revenue side. It was estimated that they would report $6.93 billion, and instead it was $6.7 billion. They talked about how these numbers are due to the pandemic, but they feel optimistic for 2021. It was also interesting to see that the United States sales compared to their sales in other world markets are down 5%, which again just reinforces how hard this pandemic is hitting the United States. Soon after earnings for Starbucks, news was released that the COO, Roz Brewer, will be leaving Starbucks by the end of February. She definitely made her mark leading the company through a crazy racial incident in a Philadelphia store. If you guys don't remember, but they basically wouldn't let these people of color use the restroom. And once that story came out, they also had to deal with other anecdotes around similar issues in Starbucks. She really overhauled this message. She took it as an opportunity to close down Starbucks around the country for better training. And she really took on the brunt of this scandal. 
and made Starbucks, I'd say, better for it on the other side. So it will be interesting to see what company she goes to. I couldn't find that out yet. So we'll stay tuned to track where this executive leader goes. On the top movers today, we had Nanostring NSTG down 10.48%. We had EMPH, an energy company, down 7.59%. And Lockheed Martin was down 3.79% due to a earnings miss. What I thought was really interesting is that Raython Technologies, a competitor to Lockheed Martin, also reported their earnings today, and they actually beat their earnings. And that ticker is RTX, if you wanted to go ahead and sell your Lockheed Martin and buy something else. <laughs> I actually like that idea of pinning two competitors against each other and kind of picking which one I would buy and sell. So for this one, I, as I mentioned, I would sell Lockheed Martin and buy Raython Technologies. I do feel like their defense systems are more on the cutting edge and there's more opportunity for growth there. So I was thinking I would do this again tomorrow with Zillow and Redfin. So if you want to go ahead and message me on Instagram, it's at areyougreenpodcast and tell me, would you buy or sell Zillow and Redfin? One you have to pick to buy and one you have to pick to sell. And I'll share my pick with you tomorrow. And for the market gainers, we have GameStop up over 90% today. Remember when I told you guys yesterday not to short this? This is why. <laughs> This movement is insane when you see a ticker making moves like this. I just stay away, honestly. Then we had Blink Charging, BLNK, up 32%. OSTK, up 29%, along with some retail names like Dillard's, up 19%, and Bed Bath & Beyond, up over 20%. Let's look at my personal trades now. First, I had two cells. I sold Twitter at 49.45. My average was 46.48, so I made 2.97 points on that. Then I sold IBM. My average was 117.56. My target was 122, and I like this example because I didn't put an order in at my target. Instead, I put an alert a little bit below so I could really squeeze the most out of this trade because I ended up selling at 122.43. And I know that's just 43 cents a share, but when you're buying and selling multiple shares, these cents do add up. And overall, I made 4.87 on this trade. So that was a really great swing trade. I also added to my Uber swing trade today at 51.86. That's because that was right at the monthly pivot. And then there's a small weekly pivot below that. My new average is 52.74 and I have a target alarm set at 55, but I'm not gonna put any orders in. And I do think that there is more runway for Uber to grow once it exhausts from hitting these bottoms. And of course, as we recover from this pandemic, I also started a new swing today with Twilio. That's T-W-L-O. I'm very familiar with the products and I know how important a product like this is to lots of other technology companies since their technology is used by other companies. 
And this chart is establishing movements that really caught my eyes. So first yesterday, they had a high peak off the open and then a large drop into pivot points and then a little bit of a bounce back. And then today we had that same large drop. So knowing the technology and following the chart, I feel very comfortable in this trade. The problem is, is that it's one of the more expensive tickers that I trade, so I can't really size in as much as I'd like. My average is 354.78, and I'll have to look off the open tomorrow to see if there are any new levels that I'll buy at, because I don't see the next pivot until 346.25. So that's it for today. Tomorrow I will have my eyes from the open on Starbucks and Microsoft because earnings just creates a lot of movement in those tickers and there might be an opportunity. Tomorrow is also going to be another big day for earnings. We've got Apple, Tesla, and Facebook. So it should be an exciting day tomorrow and we'll talk about those earnings. Until then, make sure that you are planning your trade and trading your plan.